GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Welcome, everybody, to the Nightmare on Last Action podcast. It's uh, I, the Sphinx, and as always with me for these, we've got the Deadite Knight. Yep, I'm here for a regrettable time. (laughs) So, this week, we watched 28 Days Later, uh... 2002 uh, zombie movie. We thought it, mm-hmm. you know, might have been nice with None of the Living Dead, you know, in the beginning of, of this year's uh, horror movies we were covering, and then bringing up, you know, this one, a little bit more recent one. And then also with the tie of like a virus and the pandemic that's currently going on, we thought, you know, there could be a little bit of. We, we yeah. wanted to just really cruise that center line of topical. Yeah. On one side of the line, and maybe in poor taste on the other side of the line. Like, like, hey, there's a pandemic going on. There's this virus that's really dangerous. Let's watch a movie about a really dangerous virus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we decided that, yeah, let's go ahead and watch 28 Days Later, which I own a DVD copy of. Full screen, by the way. That's what happens when you buy things from the value bin at Walmart. I've almost donated this movie a couple times because it is full screen and that bothers me. You probably should now. And I, th- I think maybe I, I should pass this along to a different owner. Um, when we were talking about watching 28 Days Later, um, the, in the conversation it was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do like the, the first real zombie movie with go with Night of Living Dead, and then we'll pick something a little more controversial, a little more modern, and that's 28 Days, which, you know, again, there's people that might listen to this that are hardcore horror movie fans that go, well, it's a zombie movie, they're not the living dead, it's a virus. Like, that's fine, we're calling it a zombie movie, and if you want to nitpick, you can get in our Discord and you can fight me about it, and I'll call you a nerd and it'll be okay. <laughs> like, 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 just chill out, they're zombies. <laughs> Um, how they got there and how they move doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and so even up to the moment of popping in the, the DVD, it was like, listen, I got Hulu, I got Netflix. Like, <laughs> is this what we want to do? And I'm asking Sphinx these questions. Um, and it should have been a red flag to me that somewhere in the back of my brain, I knew that this movie wasn't good. And... I realized what we were watching and I go, I've seen this movie probably at least twice. My DVD was opened. I at least remember having a viewing session with my college roommate. And there, there was like not concrete, like memories of even moments of this film from me watching it a decade or more ago. And, uh, yeah, well, I, bl- I blame you 100% yeah, this, for, for these, this last two hours of my life here. Last year, Poltergeist, 100% on you. I knew I never <laughs> wanted to watch that movie. Um, and this year, 28 days later, I should have known better. I own I own the movie. I should have I should have known that that this movie wasn't fun. This movie wasn't scary. It wasn't it wasn't any of the things that make horror horror a fun genre uh, to watch. And and that's a really good point. There, it's like I you know we're both like what are we gonna say about this movie? Like there wasn't much fun to it. 
like you can be a because we've seen bad horror movies, mm-hmm. but we've had fun with them up to this point. This one, I, I don't find anything fun about it. I just, but I am curious too for those listening, because I the reason why I thought of this movie is I I see it on lists for being. You know, a top zombie film, a top horror movie. So that's why I brought it up in the first place. So there must be an audience that really enjoys this movie. So I'm curious who they are and and why that is. Like, what is it about this film that brings interest to you? Because I mentioned it too near the end of the film. I'm like, is this even really a horror movie? And we looked it up and it it says drama film first and foremost. And then after that, there's like thriller and horror and all of that. And I feel like... Yeah, there just isn't much horror to this film at all. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that it's looked on fondly by people is, you know, the the zombie genre has like millions of movies. Like it's so many movies and so many of them are unwatchable garbage. Remember last year? Again, we had fun with it, but Hood (laughs) of the Living Dead that we did last year? We had fun with it because it was that sort of awful B-movie where we can, like, laugh through the whole thing. This this wasn't that. But 28 Days Later did uh, revitalize the genre. Uh, It did sort of, you know, bring bring new new light, new breath, and it sort of did kickstart... What we what we really saw the climax of a decade later mm-hmm. with when The Walking Dead became popular, but this movie in two thousand two really ramped ramped zombies back up as uh, a subject because in this movie they run, they're fast, they're they're intense, they're not just looming lumbering brain eaters, and so just for having a new vision on the genre at the time, it, it was a big deal. Um, now, I think now would be just as good of a time to talk about it as ever is this movie in my brain was a higher budget movie than what it was. Mm-hmm. But the budget for this movie is only eight million dollars. I knew it was sort of a low budget movie, but you watch it and the lighting, the shots, the way it's done. It's very much an independent movie from the era. Um, and it, it views like an independent movie from the early 2000s. Um, you can tell they spent their money in smart ways to get the most out of, you know, again, the, the effects for the infected uh, people were very good. Um, you know, there's a scene with a plane. I'm sure that wasn't cheap, you know, you know, like they, they do a good job not letting the budget hold the movie back from telling the story that they need to tell. But also at the same time, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is there's sometimes it's, it's just a little bit of a rough watch visually. Yeah. And like you said, you can see kind of where that money was spent. Because, I mean, one thing that I think I, I don't enjoy about the film is just how much of nothing is going on. Like, that should have been maybe a signal in the beginning that when when the main character awakes from his coma, essentially, like, he's walking around London for, like, ten minutes. Like, yeah. I get it. Something's off in the city, right? And, like, those are such cheap shots to make that you can make that happen. But then, you know, I I think the majority of the budget was probably spent on the mansion at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. where this militia kind of is, like, hunkering down. Um, Because that's where you see the most action. But even then, it's it's maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes of action and that's about it at the end? Like, I just feel like the movie was 
boring. Yeah. Right? Like, you've got these fast-running zombies. You've got this virus. Like, there just wasn't much, like, push for moving fast and, and acting quickly. And there just wasn't a lot of swiftness to it that I, I was hoping to expect. It was just a lot more drawn out than I cared for it to be. It was a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. It was, you know, we had that 20 minute build to kind of build the world. It seemed like it took a little while for something that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have, again, they could have done more what is done in Night of the Living Dead, radio reports, that sort of thing. They could have had some sort of media telling what was happening as uh, our main character was being introduced into the world and then get into some action. Um, it just felt like there were a lot of lulls in between. the, the Some of the sequences of tense action with the zombies pursuing people in, in these fights and are actually really well done and they're really good yeah. points because for the first 25 30 minutes we were watching this movie i was like oh man this is this is pretty good like i'm into it and then i'm with you like it kind of lulled out it kind of slowed down and it didn't pick back up again until the end yeah and so the the director is danny boyle which is a popular name today you know especially with winning academy awards of slumdog millionaire and all that but i believe this is pretty early in his career at this point and then the, the cast we knew so we, I owe you a dollar. I gotta I gotta go grab my dollar. wallet. So I yeah. There there's that condition that people have where you cannot recognize people's faces. Like I could I I've known Sphinx for 15 years or more, but I would still have trouble identifying his face. Like that's a condition people have. I don't have that condition. But what I'm pretty confident of is that part of my brain doesn't work good. Like. <laughs> I so we're watching and I had to look up this main character. Go, who is he? He looks so recognizable. I look it up and I'm like, oh, cool. And so I, I, I lean over Sphinx. I go, hey man, I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me a big movie that our main character's in. He's like, oh yeah, he's in Batman Begins. He's a scarecrow. I go, what? <laughs> like, how did you get that? Like instantly? Yeah, like yeah. So Cillian Murphy is his name. We got Naomi Harris, who I know is Money Penny from the recent James Bond movies, mm-hmm. uh, and then Brendan Gleeson is Mad Eye Moody from the Harry Potter movies. And then I was trying to figure him out, and and I had to look. We were both looking it up, but Christopher Eccleston, who is kind of the the leader militia guy at the end, I remembered him as the villain in Gone in sixty seconds, which is Nicolas Cage, Bronkheimer film that. I think this happened a, a couple of years prior to this movie yeah. when it came out. So, I mean, we, we definitely recognize the faces in the movie. But I even want to say, like, none of them really put on a show. No. Like, when we when we compare... You the know, zombies were the best actors. Yeah, right? Like, when we compare some of the most famous horror movie roles, like, you know, Jack Nicholson is, is Jack Torrance, you know, and, and The Shining and things like that, you know, like... You know, the dude steals the show and helped create that fear. Um, I I just didn't feel like there was any of that in this movie. I feel like they were all pretty subpar. There wasn't really any screaming or, like, they didn't really seem frightened at any point. It just, they just kind of seemed to go through the motions. There was a lot of running around and not much... To, to learn about them or to see why. It's all real bland. And that's yeah. a, it's actually a really good way to describe the entire movie from 
it's it's like the premise, really good premise. Like, hey, we're gonna make Absolutely. zombie, we're gonna make zombies. These infected people, they're gonna run fast. They're gonna they're gonna vomit blood, and it's gonna be terrifying. But um, acting, uh, score, color palette, yeah. <laughs> directing, everything's gonna be bland for the entire movie. So there's a lot of missed ac- opportunity from people that clearly, uh, regardless if they were young in their career or not, um, clearly had talent within them. Yeah, and I even like story. Like, what was what was the plan? Like the the this the zombie apocalypse kind of happened, but we find out it only impacted Great Britain. Yeah, because it's contained to the island, yeah. which makes sense. And so they're in London, and they hear a message, radio message, that there is this group protecting people, mm-hmm. you know, out near Manchester, which is quite a bit away from away from London. And so they're going to go there, but from there, like, what was what was going to be the next step? Just to kind of survive, I guess? Well, I... I like, was there a plan to, like, leave the island or just kind of wait it out till things calmed down? Because, like, you mentioned, too, how there wasn't a whole lot of, like, updates of news or media in the, in the movie, like we saw in Night of the Living Dead. Like, they said, like, everything was blacked out. So they had no real communication with anything about what was going on. And even us as the you know the viewers also just didn't know what was going to be the 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 solution to, to what was happening here. Yeah, we know that they they picked up a radio signal that was a pre-recorded message from a military outpost saying come just come here. Like yeah. if you, if you're hearing this, come here. Um, so there really wasn't given any instruction of once you get here, there'll be evacuation. Once you get here, we're bunkering down and building a new civilization. There. There wasn't anything explained for that, and we f- we actually find out why once they get there. So they 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 travel a long way, you know. They, so we have our two main characters again. I don't think we really got into this too much, so we'll just lay this down real quick. Main character wakes up. He was actually in a coma prior to the infection. Yeah, it was breaking. like a car accident, if I yeah. remember right. And he wakes up. It's twenty day, eight days later after the infection started, and he's like, "Okay, streets are empty. Everyone's gone." He eventually. Uh, stumbles upon some infected, gets attacked. Some people save his lives. He ends up buddying up with these two people. One of them does die. We're not going to go into talking about all the individual deaths and stuff like that. But really, he he meets up with a with a woman named Selena, who ends up being sort of his travel companion. Yeah. Um, they eventually uh, find uh, an apartment with some flickering lights and meet up with a husband. I mean, a father and daughter. Yeah. They buddy up, then that's when they get the signal and decide we're going to try to travel to this outpost. Yeah, they've got a, uh, a London taxi cab that they, you know, take out of town. But then, like, they're trying to go through the freeway and there's, like, issues and then they run into a grocery store. It's where, like, there's not a whole lot going on. There's just, they're just traveling. You know, there's scenes, but it doesn't feel like there's impactful moments no. in throughout the film. I, I can think of realistically about three or four things that now, you know, when I think back at this movie are the definitive moments. Um, and one of them would be the, the first encounter with the infected. Mm-hmm. The next one in my mind is going to be, unfortunately when the, when the father dies, mm-hmm. um, that scene in the tunnel with the shadows and when they were trying to move the car was, mm-hmm. was pretty good. And then the, the final scene, I'll, I'll remember that. But four scenes out of an entire movie, and let's be honest, I bet I'll forget three of those four scenes yeah. uh, a year from now. 
a scene that I think fell flat too that I think had more potential. I mean, they brought it back up near the end, but it just it still didn't seem like it it did much was when the main character, Jim, had to kill the boy that was infected. Yeah. So when they were stopping to, I think, to pick up food or whatever, he was just walking around in, in some building, and yeah, there was a, I don't know, like 10 or 12-year-old boy that was infected, and, and he had to beat him to death with the baseball bat, and he didn't tell anyone that he did it, but then, like, that was kind of it. Like, it just didn't have that that in that emotion it didn't trigger it for me i'm guessing you didn't bring it up in these four scenes you were just talking about. i honestly like, think i was in the bathroom during it <laughs> just being honest could have been so it just didn't it just didn't do much and like that could have been something that like could have like had an impact on them and could have driven a mat like there's so many ways you could have taken yeah. that it didn't do that so you're right though right they 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 end up at the spot where they think they need to go to meet up with this militia, and the dad, Mad-Eyed Moody... They find out it's abandoned. They, they get there, abandoned. and there's no one there. Yeah, and so he's pissed. He sees this crow eating at a, a dead infected, and, like, the blood drops into his eyeball, and then, like, instantaneously becomes infected, and then the militia was, like, hiding in the trees, and right when it seems like... Uh, Jim and Selena are going to have to kill this dad in front of their daughter, which would have been a really dramatic scene that I think honestly should have happened that way. Yep. Instead, the militia just kind of shoot him down. And the daughter, why wasn't the daughter that upset? Right? She didn't seem to be that... She seemed a little bit in shock, but again... There, where were the close-ups of of her to show yeah. her show that she was in, in shock? Uh, it, again, yeah, I agree with you. That scene seems like a really missed opportunity to make that a more impactful moment. And my my thing when we were watching it, that moment is like, Militia, you saw these four people that weren't infected, like walking around and looking. Why did you wait until a man got infected to hop out of, in your <sighs> ghillie suits or whatever and like mow them down, like? That should have been a red flag there that maybe these militia dudes are are shady. Yeah, and then we find out they are shady, and they're shady for a horrible reason, which I didn't like. So the reason why they were doing the radio call was because they wanted women. They were trying, so they were going to rape them. It was all a trap. They they lured they lured people into this home where they'd protect them, and. They start getting a little grabby with Selena, and yeah. then like you know, Jim, our main character, goes goes to defend her, and then like the sergeant of this militia like pulls him in. And he goes, "Hey man, listen, um, you can stay here. I can protect you. The women can't leave. I promise. I promised our, my men that I'd I'd bring some women, and it's the only thing that's keeping them from killing themselves." And I was like, "Oh." That's real rapey. Like <laughs> like these dudes seem like at least okay dudes, but like. That's clearly a teenage girl. I don't know. Would you call her 14, 15? Yeah, maybe? she's not that old. And and I was like, and these guys are like making eyes, and I'm like, and I they, don't like they, that they, at all. They That's... want them to wear a dress, like they want them to get yeah. changed. I I hated the direction of how that went. And then I would even say Selena is kind of badass in the beginning of the movie. She becomes worthless at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't really fight for herself. Like I get it. Like she's outnumbered with these guys with guns, but she just like acts like. Almost like she kind of gives up. She was cutthroat at the beginning. She yeah, big time. had to kill her friend who got bit earlier. That that or that other buddy they had, um, 
and yeah, she she was a survivalist and she was tough. And then it seems like they got to that manor where the militia was, and she sort of melted down into like realistically, she should have been the main hero of the story. Yeah, like she should have been the one wrecking things up and and saving the day. I would have liked that narrative a lot better. Agreed. Um, than eventually seeing our man Jim rise up just because he was fine as a sympathetic character. But to me, she was she was the interesting one. I would totally agree. And and then they tried to like they tried to throw in that there was a love interest between Jim and Selena, which never I felt like there was a connection there. <laughs> yeah, at the end, the last fifteen minutes, it was like, oh, they're in love. Yeah, like what? Like were you in love with the other guy before you macheted his ass? I don't think so. So what? <laughs> what made this guy any different? So yeah, I. That's kind of it. Yeah, so, so the climax of the movie is they try to take Jim out in the woods and kill him, and he ends up escaping, and Jim comes back in the rain, of course, and decides he's going to, like, wreck things up, and he unleashes a... They had a they had an infected chained up because they wanted to see if these infected would eventually starve to death. Mm-hmm. Just trying to do a little bit of experimentation to figure out, you know, like, how long they have to wait it out till they might be able to... You know, just ride this whole thing out. And so then all of a sudden this infected guy is wreaking havoc in the manor. And so is Jim. He's out, like, taking lives and fighting for the ladies. Um, And then it basically all builds uh, to, you know, him uniting with with Selena. And Hannah was the name of the girl, I believe. And, okay, so they're going to get out. They've murdered the entire militia. And they get away. And then the movie kind of ends with them. They have a little house out in the... The hills of England, and they try to flag down a plane. So yeah, I mean, there was uh, one cool scene that we both liked was in the manor. They were all into this room, and then we see that the the one zombie that was chained up just kind of like goes to the window and like grabs the guy, yeah, which yeah. that was a cool scene. But then even like the leader of the militia, just kind of I don't know, he didn't really do a lot like he was hiding in the car because they were going to escape in the getaway car that they got in in the first place and so he was in the front seat shoots jim which i guess jim ended up just perfectly okay after getting shot (laughs) yeah yeah he totally got shot and it was cool yeah like it was cool there was nothing it was another 28 days later after that he seemed perfectly normal yeah as they're in this yeah hut you know in the in the hills it was just bland so this this militia I'm going to date this episode here. This militia looked just about as competent as the one that tried to kidnap the governor uh, of Michigan. Here. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed like they weren't that good at being a militia. You no, know, like one guy's like hiding in the corner, like I don't want to die. The other guy was hiding in a cabinet. Yeah. But then, like, there's one scene. The dude they hide in the cabinet. The, the dude who lost all his bullets and cowering under yeah. a bed. Like, they went from in the beginning where they were, like, mowing down. Because there was a scene where one night there was there seemed to be, like, a, a push of a bunch of zombies. And they leveled them. And they were all like, oh, we're tough. We're awesome. But then when it came more to, like, that one-on-one combat, they all, like, pussied out. But, I mean, they are military people. So what happened to all their training and skill that they had? It, like, just went out the window. They're not American Military men, okay? That's that's true. We've had to bail Britain more than once. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I'll just state it again. Like, I feel like there's a big following. Like, people like this movie. You and I don't see how. 
So I guess it's it's time for ratings. I I can go first this time around because sure. I'm, I'm going to be pretty quick. It, I didn't like the movie. I found it boring. It wasn't very action packed. I'm giving it one machete. Yeah. And I I was even thinking half a machete, but I'll, I guess I'll give it one. Hmm. So I have to you know at least say from creativity from a concept, great movie. Um. Be great idea, not great movie. Great idea. <laughs> okay. Misspoke there. I was like, wait a minute. Because this idea of a story, more or less, was executed at a very high level with the Last of Us video games. The mm-hmm. the infected taking over an area, and I believe we're going to see a Last of Us movie or TV show. It's one of the two are in production. I look forward to that. Um, because I've really enjoyed The Last of Us games, and again, pretty much the same premise. Yeah. Um, but for watching horror movies, there's there's a few things that they can do well. They can be scary. They can be uh, grotesque, like when we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, they can be like The Shining, be a little spooky and make you think. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be silly and fun, like... Uh, Honestly, scream. You, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, way, yeah. Right? yeah. You kind can have parody. fun with it. like a lot of clat, a lot of really. Cla- like, we talked about the Tingler could be one we might watch in the future. Yeah. Spooky fun from the fifties. Like mm-hmm. no one's really getting scared by that. Um, or they can be either intentionally tongue in cheek, or they can be really poorly executed. Just where you're you're laughing at how bad they are. Like that. That is a part of horror movie culture is having a laugh at the B movie. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't do any of that. It wasn't really scary. It wasn't really fun. Um, there was just no, nothing about this makes me ever want to watch this movie again. Um, I'll give it one point five for having a good having a good premise and like at least being watchable. It wasn't unwatchable. It just was boring. I was kind of at a point. I was like, we can probably turn this yeah. off and, and pick a new movie. I was really at that point, but I'll get one point two five. I'll give it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it the the point two five more appreciation. I I'm sure I saw twenty eight weeks later at a point. Maybe I thought that was better. I don't. I don't know why I even own this. Other than like there was a period in my life where I just grab horror movies out of like the Walmart value bin, and that's where this came from. Full screen, my ass. <laughs> so mad. So mad about. A full screen movie when i bought this in 2007 or something yeah well there you have it uh again one one final time we, we'd love to hear other people's thoughts about this film since this was not one this was a stinker for us for sure um but with that being said uh we'll have one more episode left for you guys this uh this season uh it'll be a fun treat for you uh deadite we are part of gamezilla media mm-hmm and you do a podcast every Monday that even streams on Twitch for us. So yeah. what is it you got there? Yeah, if you hang out Monday nights, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, that's where you can listen and watch the GameZilla podcast where we talk about uh, that week in video game news. So we're always talking about modern gaming, what we're playing, and uh, what's happening with that. Of course, you can listen to it uh, audio-wise, all the same places you listen to the Last Action podcast. And we'd love to chat with you in the GameZilla Media Discord. It's a great place to talk uh, talk about these movies with us and uh, look forward to recording some more. Yeah, and I think at this point, too, uh, you guys should be seeing me back on Noobs and Dragons. So I, I took a little bit of a hiatus 
uh, for that show, and I was gone for Last Action for quite a bit too, but starting them back up with these episodes with Deadite. Um, but uh, yeah, look for me there as well. And yeah, help us out on Patreon. Um, throw a couple bucks our way. I believe Deadite, you also do, um, what is it called? Your, your list show? The, the Ridiculous? The Ridiculous. Uh, the yeah. Ridiculous, where I independently make top 10 lists of whatever I want. So I've done my favorite PlayStation 4 games. I've done uh, my top 10 favorite species of shark. Uh, I've done 10. Wait, what's number one for the shark? Because my son loves sharks. The so. great white shark great white is, is the best shark. Okay. Um, he has one of those, um, like, who would win in a fight books. Yeah, okay. And it is... It's my, um, it's my reading level, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if your young son is reading it, it's about animals fighting. That sounds like my niche right there. Yeah, so the one book... He's got two of them about sharks. The one is uh, Killer Whale versus A Great White. So guess who they predicted would win? Orca. Oh, yeah, it was the Orca. The orca they're so smart, yeah. and they're so strong. Or orcas. Orcas are amazing. Uh, orcas and- <laughs> are like my third favorite animal. Great white shark, bears, orcas. <laughs> and then the other book is... Spoiler uh, alert for my top ten animals <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, man. The other book was bull shark versus hammerhead. The bull shark. Yeah, they're so the aggressive. Bull. Yeah. Yeah, hammerheads are actually aren't that aggressive, I guess. No, but. they're 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 more likely to bite you than a lot of sharks, but the bull shark is maybe the most likely. It's like the tiger shark, the bull shark are the two most likely to bite you. Yeah. Sounds like you and my son have a lot you could talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my sister has made claims about my enthusiasm <laughs> for sharks and maybe how that might relate to my brain not working like a normal person's. I don't want to say anything that could be construed as offensive, but I think, you know, maybe what road I'm going down with that. I really like sharks. I mean, I don't know if I consider it a horror movie, but I mean, Jaws is... Jaws is a horror movie. Yeah, you think Jaws is a horror movie? It's a monster movie. movie. Tell me it's not a monster movie. Yeah, I mean, I love... Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, I mean, maybe we have to do that one year. Jaws... Because I could talk about Jaws for a long time. Well, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I, th- right. I think it's the best movie. Um, so we can we could we can make a whole thing. That would be a long conversation breaking would down. Jaws. I would probably put it as a top five of all time for me. Yeah, I mean, I the storytelling is phenomenal in that mm-hmm. movie. But anyway, we were we were talking about Twenty Eight Days, <laughs> and then later. we started thinking, then we started thinking about good movies, and we got really excited, and it kind of got drawn exactly out. right. All right, but this uh, this episode of Nightmare on Last Action podcast uh, has been terminated, macheted. Virus out, zombie. I, I don't have anything else to say. I don't know. Wear masks and stuff. Otherwise, you'll become a zombie. Maybe. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Well, see you. When the legend continues. Oh, wait. Wrong show. Boo. <laughs> Game on. <laughs>